0: Sophia's Choice, The Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, and joined by Brent, Deja Vu, and by Ski.
1: Howdy, friends!
0: And today we're going to be going over season four, episode eleven, the auction.
1: Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's you, the one with Jackson McKimmel. <laughs>
0: yeah, if you if you listen to the end, you'll you'll understand Brent's confusion a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I was just blanking on it in a long day. <laughs> right. Well, we you know we had ended up having a, a I don't know fifteen minute conversation before this started. And I'll tack that on at the end because there was some decent stuff in there. But uh,
2: He's going to tack on a 15-minute conversation at the end, but it was actually 45 minutes, but he
0: wants to you know, self-censor. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I got to censor grandpa over here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: he slacked so that I gave my little girl a fifth of gin in a new car and <laughs> told her to
0: drink up. <laughs> Nine <laughs> areas, but yes, today would be our normal format. Uh, ski doing what, the recap. What kind of alcohol
2: did you buy her? Did you say it was he well, didn't buy he her buy alcohol? All, no. oh. That was the joke. Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, I'm over here legitimately thinking he purchased her alcohol on a car, <laughs> it just seems like something they'd have done today. <laughs>
0: uh, it doesn't seem like something the ski would ever do. I, the the alcohol part because yeah. ski is a it's what do they call work? like Ski's like straight edge or whatever mm. those those folks are, yeah. damn near Amish, um, <laughs> but with technology still. Yeah. So, but any, an important distinction. Yeah, yeah, fairly important, but still, uh, Ski is against almost any foreign substances. <laughs> so. He's
2: Amish, but with a pirated Hulu
0: account. Mm. Exactly. I mean, he has his boundaries. <laughs> he record- loves God, but not that much. <laughs>
2: These recording sessions are his rum spring up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, luckily it's a four-year-long one, so...
1: Happy to be here, English.
0: <laughs> it's a fine podcast, but there's no barn. <laughs> so. Anyways, but yeah, Ski will be doing our, our uh, recap today. <laughs>
2: That's the next thing, we just do a podcast geared towards the Amish. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think there are eighty seven out there that yeah. <laughs> listen to
0: podcasts. Our <laughs> subscribership would go up by one. Well, how long is Rum Spring, Like a week?
3: <laughs>
0: Something yeah, but, like that. So what we need to do is a podcast that could be listened to in, in you know one week increments or whatever that it's like if we had all the all the we people on the Rum Spring yeah, at one time. It'd be like jerky boys tapes
2: <laughs> where yeah. like when they return from the Rum Spring, uh, mm-hmm. the next
0: wave that are heading out they're like you got to listen to these guys. Right.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're not afraid to tell it like it is what well, can
0: you imagine though how, like they have a podcast what's a podcast it's like a radio show what's a radio <laughs> <laughs>
2: There would be so many things that would be foreign at one time. so true. It's just oh. a Pandora's box of technology. But
0: it's yeah. digital. Yeah. Yeah. A radio show on the computer. <laughs> I've never heard any of these words before. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure they've heard of.
0: Oh, well, probably a lot of that so, language. yeah. but um, But they wouldn't have. I, w- I would guess they wouldn't have a lot of knowledge on how to start up a computer, search <laughs> for a podcast, right. and then mm-hmm. commence listening. But uh, it would it be, would be a, it would certainly be a, a niche audience. Solid, <laughs> solid learning curve. Yeah. 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 Anyways, but yeah, I'll be doing the recap, and of course our our normal format: MVPs mm-hmm. and favorite lines as we go, and yeah. and the rating out of eight slices of cheesecake to to finish it up. So, yeah. So Ski, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and kick off the recap. <sighs>
1: Uh, season 4, episode 11, The Auction. Yeah. Uh, original air date. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a good one. <laughs> the original air date was January 14th, 1989. And uh, Alan had pointed out last time that we had an, an omission. Mm-hmm. Or not last, last time. A I couple remember, weeks from? ago,
0: yeah. yeah that, that we'd missed something a few weeks so prior January to that. January 14th. Once you know, you're taking the omission position? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is uh, many, many years prior but uh, January 14th is actually the uh, same date as uh, me and my wife's first date. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yes. Where'd you guys go? A uh, place called Bynum's Steakhouse. Oh, okay. Nice. Wow, Fancy. that's the first date. Geez. Yeah.
0: Well, you were really trying to get in her pants on that first date, weren't you? Or you, you had probably gotten her pants prior know, to the first you, date, you, can you ask her all about <laughs> that. <laughs> you got in her pants before the
2: first date? No. Wow, that was a...
0: Yeah, boy, he sounded Dang. almost pissed off about exactly. it. exactly. Like it wasn't far <laughs> in, was it? Was it on the first date? Well, I don't how know. many I don't dates know. in I don't, just... know. I don't even know how far in he got.
2: <laughs> <Just>
0: <laughs> was it just the tip? Because exactly. <laughs> exactly. you're a gentleman? <laughs>
3: exactly. A gentleman.
2: When you got balls
0: deep is none of my concern. <laughs> just... Well, I just know that you and Nicole had a, a physical connection early on.
3: We'll just, I don't mean
0: that in like any derogatory <laughs> way. You seem to be taking it as if I'm like no, well, no. you stole her virtue. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you're saying
1: it implies like it was
2: like the devil's three ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing so scandalous. <laughs> so,
0: well, I'm sorry if I uh, impugned your purity. <laughs> <My> <laughs> you comment? know what's crazy White is lid. I say yeah. some really
1: crazy things on this podcast, like very personal things. Mm-hmm. So the fact that uh if I if I seemed offended, I apologize. No, you're fine. You have every <laughs> right
2: to be. Um, so, by the steakhouse,
1: and so it went well. So, yeah. so it's a funny story. If we got a little bit of time, I can tell a little bit. We got nothing but time. <laughs> nothing but time. So, me and her were actually uh, just friends at work, right? Mm-hmm. We known each other for a few weeks. Where were you guys working? Uh, Owens, Illinois, OI. Oh, same place I work now, actually, but it's been different it's name. owned by a different company, yeah. yeah. So uh, at the time, you, you know, didn't have to
2: fire her, did you?
1: Say what? You didn't have to fire her. No, or I her up couldn't. For quality couldn't or anything, have. Or? Yeah, no. I was actually uh, an operator. Like he caused
0: her to get fired, but he didn't do the firing himself. <laughs> exactly.
2: He complained to HR. Right. <laughs> sexual harassment. Exactly. I took her to Bitem Steakhouse, and she expected sexual favors. <laughs>
0: she forced herself on me (laughs) exactly and I said no ma'am put a ring on this finger if you want exactly Exactly. finally to get her to leave me alone I just gave her the tip (laughs) (laughs) but you know she's going to want the rest sooner or later (laughs) exactly are you writing this down I
2: don't know which form you need to fill out, but (laughs) lodge this in triplicate, ma'am.
0: Well, sorry. So, so back to your first date, though. Yeah.
2: So, oh, oh, I'm sorry. At any point in this evening, did you guys order fried mushrooms?
1: (laughs) She actually had mushrooms. (laughs) Of course, she did. (laughs) But uh, so here's the funny thing: is we call it a date now. Uh mostly because we decided on that night that we wanted to be a boyfriend girlfriend type situation, right? Okay. But uh who broached that subject? Like you guys together are sitting there kinda
2: enjoying a blooming onion. You're like, huh, <laughs> you want to do this forever? <laughs>
0: Might as well. <laughs> I got nothing else planned. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's
1: going on. But uh so I actually met her there. Uh she had brought our daughter there with her before she was our daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh but she was her daughter previously. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, she was hooked <laughs> to one of us already. But, uh, she didn't
0: bring a young child with her. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I had Alexis already. Right. That I found
1: <laughs> this one in an unlocked car. She's ours now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claim right, like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got exactly. it. But uh, uh, Wait, so she brought your daughter on the first date. So well, let me flesh it okay. out. Okay. So she was actually going to a uh, dinner. With friends that she used to work with. Okay. Friends from, uh, because she had a job previously at the airport. Okay. And they were getting together at Mm -hmm. Bynum's and she was invited. Mm -hmm. And she, I guess at this point already decided she liked me and I already Uh knew I liked her. Uh But she asked if uh, me and my roommate at the time wanted to join her. Mm -hmm. Um, My roommate was busy that night so he couldn't go. Okay. So I went. Okay. Right? Okay. And uh, I Get. sat with them. It was it was really awkward a little bit at first. Can, can I interject <laughs> something? Of course. See
2: the way the story is going so far. Like She's like, I'm meeting these people here, and I want you to come. So you sit over here at this table and watch my little girl, and I will just bounce back and forth between your table and this table with my friends. Well, it Mm -hmm. did not go that way. Okay, so you got to sit with the former co-workers? Yeah,
1: I sat with the the group of uh, co-workers. Okay. I got to meet everybody. Okay. Uh, They're a pretty fun group, so I mean, I got to to know them decently. Were they
2: all sitting at the table when you two decided to be a couple?
1: No, no, that was decided after. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Like,
2: uh, I didn't feel like, you're like, all right, show of hands. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's the thing. So okay. we were eating,
1: right? Okay. And Alexis started getting a little rambunctious. Yeah. And she had the, the mushrooms actually. And she was
2: three or four or? She was three.
1: Okay. And she's, Alexis was trying like force feeding Nicole thinking she was being funny and cute and stuff in uh-huh. front of the yeah. group of people she probably knew very loosely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Nikki got uh, embarrassed and she's like, well, I'm going to, then i think I'm gonna head out. Okay. And I told her, "You go ahead. I, I got this, right? Mm. Got and this." Is
2: in "The bill or yeah, I'll just get okay. her <laughs> side of it and stuff."
1: So. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and so she leaves with Alexis, goes home, and uh, she but she left a little note on my car saying, "Call me later," right? Okay. Like Good. under the windshield wiper, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, so she went home, uh, and I got the note. Obviously, but I stayed. For like an hour or so, after talked to these basic strangers uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. just hung out. They were just friends yet met yet. Yeah, exactly. So we had a good time. I, I paid the bill, head out. Uh, and I got so you paid the
0: bill for the three of you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not for the whole party. No, it was
1: okay. like ten people. <laughs> oh, okay. really so that would have been that would have been, been bankrupting me. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a party at twelve. Is well, a big it's like every,
0: especially too. Like if you're wanting to show you're a baller, you want the person <laughs> to see you there doing exactly. It.
2: Exactly. You're making a show of looking at that check. And yeah. <laughs> she
1: knew where I worked. Right. We made the same amount.
2: <laughs> so the tip would
1: be carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and I called her when I got home. This was before I ever had a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I You know, if cell phones were really a thing at that point. Uh, but I called her, and she invites me to come over to her house afterwards because Alexis had already gone down for the night. Mm-hmm. And then we hung out, and uh, we talked for a while, watched some TV, end up uh, kissing and stuff, and we decided to what be a watching? couple. I, if I had to guess, it would be like a blind date mm. or uh, –
0: MTV. Um. No, and she didn't have cable or anything, oh, okay. so it would have
1: been like whatever's on regular network TV at the time. Fair enough. Homeboys in outer space. <laughs> Probably not, but yeah, that's a good guess. <laughs> that's
2: era specific or appropriate. Yeah, I'd right? say so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, so, okay. How far into your relationship would you say you two were when you did have your first uh, sexual encounter? Do you really want to know this? Well, I just, the way that you reacted I really when I acted like it was Alexa on the first date? Listening,
1: Yeah, it was the first day. Okay, so, so it was that. See, so right. you looked at me as yeah. if I was some
0: sort of an asshole. Yeah, I
1: think I was, uh, if I did look that way, it's because I didn't want to talk about it. So, were you
0: inside when you decided to be your boyfriend? Or did that <laughs> Since I'm already here. <laughs> yeah. Were you like, I, you got we, the we tip, kinda, if you want the shaft, you got to make a commitment. Well,
1: I told her... That I would like to kiss her. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's, I said it better than that. It no, was no. More, You're, at least mean, somewhat I like more smooth. <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh, sure. Uh, we kissed each other for a while and made out, and then...
0: One thing geez, led to the other? Yeah, sure.
1: yeah we'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, fair enough.
0: Uh, it's just the we've way. already
1: been friends and hung out quite a few times before, so mm-hmm. we just consider that like our first date date mm-hmm. kind okay. of day. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Well, that seems completely reasonable to me. So. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I think
2: you consider all those previous times hanging out, you know, that sort of, like, consolidated as one date, and then Bynum's was date two, and then watching TV
0: was date three. And I think you could so very <laughs> easily make the argument that you guys slept together before your first date, because when you're meeting a group of people at a restaurant, and then the <laughs> other person's leaving early without you, <laughs> then I, I think you could also argue that, yeah, we, we became a couple you know, had sexual relations and then decided a date would be in order. Mm-hmm. So. I do
2: like the fact that, um, you know, he called and she's like, come on over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things that it's not like he's like, she stuck me with the check, so I'm going to go bang on her window and <laughs> get what's mine. And then bang on something else. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. He was a gentleman about
1: it. And right. collect, collect the check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly.
0: Yeah, I like the idea that they they had the sex first, mm-hmm. and then she was like, "So are we even?" And he's like, "I don't think so." <laughs> like, Bindum's is expensive. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, "Fine, I'll just be your girlfriend." We and be would like, have been deal. even,
2: but you had to order the mushrooms. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> your daughter tried to make you eat all of them, but then you refused and left. So, exactly. anyways, yeah, well, it's a, a sweet story. It is. It's very nice. <laughs>
1: And Very we're nice. still together. Mm-hmm. Still seem to like each other at least a little bit. Yeah, you guys yeah. had
0: an anniversary recently, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, like 16, sixteen years. years yeah. 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 yeah, impressive. Yeah.
1: And so the the year that we actually got together was two thousand three. Okay. That's so. mm-hmm. a little
2: after Homeboys in Outer Space. Yeah. Maybe.
1: So, the auction.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old Jackson to Gimble. uh
1: Written by Eric Cohen or Cohen, and directed by Terry Hughes. If I didn't say that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened the living room, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dorothy enters the house uh, with uh, mail. Uh, Sophia uh, uh, actually enters the room at the same time. Dorothy asks if she's uh, slept well, but Sophia explains that she woke up uh, in a puddle in her own bed, but uh, was quite relieved to find out that the roof was leaking. Yeah. It wasn't her puddle. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then uh, Rose enters the room holding two large buckets. Uh, Dorothy asks her if the roof was leaking over her room room as well, and (laughs) Rose snaps back. That she just finished making uh, milking the cow that she keeps in her closet. Mm-hmm. Then she kind of thinks to herself, "Gee, with only three hours of sleep, I can be as bitchy as you." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's either the second time in
0: a row or the second out of three episodes. Second out of three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we,
1: we, when uh, Stan took a wife, we skipped that week.
0: Oh, okay. No, no bitching. No, no use of the word bitch in that episode.
1: <laughs> Not that I caught. Okay. Uh, yeah, I
0: thought that was actually a really good Dorothy, or I mean, a uh, Rose line. And as soon as yeah. she said it, I thought that sounds exactly like a Dorothy line. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she even referenced it herself. <laughs> so.
3: I,
2: that's I, it, I, I consider that my favorite line on this show. I thought it sounded like a Sophia line because she's the one always doing the yeah. deviant acts in the closet.
0: It, well, <laughs> that may be so. But but as far as the <laughs> thing of like you're stating the obvious mm-hmm. and then I'm replying with, you know, a ridiculous gotcha. uh, reply, yeah. I think that's very Dorothy. Yeah, I
2: think you're right. Yeah,
0: so. I stand
2: You're
1: right. Uh, we learn quickly that the roof leaks have uh, been getting increasingly uh, worse over time. Blanche enters and Dorothy tells her that they need to do something to fix the roof. Uh, Blanche then tells her that she's actually already called a repairman uh, since the ceiling caved in on her and a gentleman last night mm-hmm. and knocked the Zorro mask out of his hands. I, I
0: like yeah, that. She uh, is not the only one to sleep in a wet spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I I did like, too, that I think so one of them says, oh, Blanche isn't going to get it fixed until the ceiling caves in on her, mm-hmm. and then she comes out, and she's like, yeah, the ceiling caved in on me. <laughs> so <laughs> no. but I don't think I've ever had a, a situation that bad. I mean, I have had water go from the, you know, like, get into the walls or whatever mm-hmm. to where it caused some discoloration or even a little cracking, but I've never had something where it actually it caused, yeah, yeah, ceiling uh, portions to fall off, thankfully. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. That would be bad. I would think that the repair would actually be much more extensive than what they end up getting quoted oh, well, in the Well, yeah, because there would be mm-hmm.
0: all the repair for the damage it had done to the drywall and everything yeah. underneath. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a horrible extensive. situation. But mm-hmm.
1: uh, So the repairman arrives and is obviously sick. Uh, he tells him that he woke up with a cold and his equilibrium is shot. Rose then states that uh, she's confident he'll feel better when he's up on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says he could tell that they need a new roof just from driving next to the house. Uh, and that the new roof would cost ten grand. Okay, now I realize
0: that an experienced craftsman, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever his uh, skill would be, his or her skill would be, would probably be able to make a relatively quick, um, you know, guesstimate on things. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's like I was driving and could tell that your roof needed to be replaced, and here's <laughs> the price, mm-hmm. it just seems a little too haphazard for my liking. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I would guess like the best case scenario, if that was accurate, would be based on square footage.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless you saw, like, a literal hole in it, (laughs) like, yeah, there's a tree through your roof, you're gonna need a new one, (laughs) then I just feel like that it would be a a little too quick to make that, like, that would Mm -hmm. uh, admit, that would put me on the defensive as a homeowner, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, right away, it would be like, well, I need to get someone else to come out and who's willing to actually go up and look at the damn thing, if you're just gonna tell me from 30 feet away. At
1: least, yeah, at least a second opinion of some kind. (laughs)
0: Right, but anyways.
1: Now they've haggled with prices on stuff before, but this one, they're just like, oh, that's the price. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: not even going to attempt it. Yeah.
1: So they ask him how much a patch job would cost, and he responds that would probably be about a, like a couple hundred bucks, but it would likely leak again during the next uh, rainstorm.
0: Which seems like it, it basically does nothing then. Yeah,
1: what is a patch job if it doesn't prevent... Rain getting in.
0: right? Unless he's like, okay, well, I can see a damaged spot right there that just needs to be fixed for you know, like there's a literal hole there. That Maybe I can the, the hole
1: over Blanche's roof <laughs> or yeah. ceiling.
0: So yeah, I didn't understand how the patch job uh, unintentional would lose. skylight. Yeah, because basically he's like, I'll do a patch job, but it'll do literally nothing. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just take just, your money, fake. <laughs> yeah. but uh,
1: so he borrows the phone while they discuss their options in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know a new r- not. They know a new roof is a better choice, so they decide. Uh, to ask what they could pay off in installments mm-hmm. seems reasonable. Yeah. When they re-enter the living room, they overhear him yelling at someone on the phone uh, that he needs to pay <laughs> up, or he's go- they're going to regret it. Right. And then he closed his conversation with "Talk to you later, Dad." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, you know, he's a businessman. He, 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 family and business sometimes just don't mix very well. So right. you mm-hmm. have to keep the two separate. I'm sure he's a fine son if it's not a business <laughs> proposition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> he asks the girls what they decide, and they all say in unison, "Patch job. <laughs> uh, he tells them that uh, he'll do his best and then exits. Uh, the Sophia then gets ready to leave also as she is scheduled to volunteer at the hospital. Sophia tells them that she's hoping to uh, find an eligible doctor for Dorothy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Blanche uh, then tells the girls that you know, she's going to an art show at the museum that night and that they always have to ha- seem to have available men there. Uh, she continues that uh, the show is featuring work by Jasper De Kimmel, mm-hmm. a famous non-representational artist. Uh, she shows them his work, uh, which happens to be on the cover of a little museum b- brochure, probably for the show. Uh, she <laughs> condescendingly kind of explains his use of color. But uh, Rose points out that a bit of orange she's talking about, I think she calls it the planets or something. Yeah. Is actually where she laid her creamsicle earlier that day mm-hmm. and shows that it rubs right off of the page. <laughs> uh, we change scenes. We see the girls arriving uh, dressed up at the museum show that night. Before we do, um, go can, for it.
2: Can I take the omission position? Please do. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> two episodes back, um, when Sophia was talking about her dream
0: the dream where she thought she was going to die, right? Exactly. Okay. Father in a fedora and mm-hmm. all that
2: sort. And Dorothy's like, that's it. Um, when she, after she finishes the dream, Sophia says, you want him to show up with Bar- Barbara Eden and the college all American football team? It's a dream, not a Bob Hope special. Oh. <laughs> so you guys remember that? From yeah, two weeks back? Sure. Okay. Sweet. Um, did you guys catch
0: that reference? No, I, I thought about looking it up, but I, I didn't go any further into it. Um,
2: so in 1972 in the Bob Hope special, Barbara Eden was on there mm-hmm. and she does this, um, like risque dance. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, quite provocative at the time. Oh, okay. Um, but what's funny, and, like, how I caught the references... Did you guys ever watch that show, um, The Kids Are All Right?
1: Yes.
0: I, I don't think
2: I did. I saw
1: it. It was good. Yeah,
2: it was. Um, so that was the episode. They talk about this. Like, they're. it's about um, a Catholic family, husband and wife, and they have eight sons. Oh, okay. And they're living on in California. Well, one of the boys gets a phone call from his East Coast cousin... Staying, hey watch the bob hope special tonight at 8 15 um barbara eden has a wardrobe malfunction oh, okay. and you can see everything <laughs> and so the boys are all trying to make sure they're watching bob hope at 8 15 because they <laughs> want to see barbara eden's tatas
3: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and, it, and it's really funny and everything and what's great about that show i mean there's a lot of funny stuff in there but and probably like of the episodes, um, their parish priest Mm. is in there, and he's played by uh, Paul Dooley. Oh, very nice. (laughs) So it's all really good. Um, There's this one episode where... It's all um, connected, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Paul Dooley's the parish priest, and he's running this um, Catholic youth boxing league Mm -hmm. or whatever, and one of the boys is up there getting ready to box, and, you know, Priest Dooley is um, the referee... And he's like, um, um, the Lord loves a clean fight, so no hitting <laughs> below the belt. <laughs> um, but the Lord hates a boring fight, so let's see some action. <laughs> and then he rings the bell. And it's just a classic Dooley singer <laughs> That does
1: definitely ring true for him. Yeah.
2: So anyways, that was my omission position. And so I regret not talking about that two weeks ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, this whole time I'm listening to this story—a a good story, funny story. Yeah. Obviously, I know you have a very soft spot in your heart for Paul Dooley, so I, I can I can understand. But the fact that you're now giving us an update on a on a throwaway line from two weeks ago, and you just—I just imagine you sitting there and just eating atcha for the last two weeks that you didn't get it in. Um, well, I think
1: we—I think in my recap, I kind of skimmed over the line. Anyway. Yeah, and oh, so, so you like, didn't give him the opportunity. I, probably, and I kept thinking, I was like, "Oh, well, maybe it's next week, or <laughs> maybe it's next
2: week." And finally, I was like, "No, no, man, no. when was that? We passed <laughs> it." So, and plus, it gave me an opportunity to build something up for very little payoff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. I thought it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Solid Paul Dooley shout out. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, well, and I totally think I remember. Been playing that role. Yeah, he was so good in that. Yeah, I, I know I didn't see much of it, but I do definitely remember <laughs> yeah. with the little like white collar. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like the show only
2: lasted a season, and he was probably only in like half of the episodes. Mm, okay. um, but he nailed his part every single time he showed up. Like he had a full arc over the season. Like he was the parish priest, and I think like halfway through that season, like he'd been a priest for fifty some years or whatever, and mm. then he leaves the the flock because he falls in love with a uh, Marky post oh they're mm. recently deceased
0: um so
2: yeah it's good stuff
0: yeah i can understand i bet Marky post could cause a couple of priests to leave the uh the priesthood back oh then. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so. do you remember Marky post she was uh, on night court yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: so. she was the other uh lawyer right right mm-hmm. john larquette mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah she was the public defender so Anyways, but, uh, well, good. So if you're unsure about the episode that Brent's referencing, <laughs> uh, this uh, it's two episodes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And um, the show's called The Kids Are All Right. And I don't know. It's probably... Scared
1: Straight. Oh, Scared Straight yeah, was so the Golden Girls Scared
2: episode it referenced in. Episode yeah, nine. I don't know which episode of The Kids Are All Right. Has yeah. This Just watch memory. the whole season.
1: Exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It'll
2: take you... You know, it's one season, it's half
0: hour show. You got half of them got Paul Dooley, exactly. So really, no reason not to. Exactly, man, Paul Dooley. <laughs> <laughs> maybe your next podcast should be a Paul Dooley fan cast of some kind, <laughs> where you go through all the works of Paul Dooley. <laughs>
2: exactly. Well, maybe, that, maybe that's what it is. Like we sit around and we debate Paul Dooley performances and different
0: things, and mm. we call it like Dueling Dooley's. <laughs> we could totally do. Uh, he seems like an obtain guest, too. <laughs> I mean, as long as he still lasts, <laughs> but like, it's one of those
2: things that there are a million celebrities out there mm. that I would never go up and talk to. Mm. But Paul Dooley is one that I would speak to just because I don't feel the universe has given him the credit that he deserves. Uh. And I would want Paul Dooley to know that, you know, he touched me <laughs> and not just as a parish priest. <laughs> I knew that was where that was going. <laughs>
0: So, so, do you think? I kind of wonder, do you consider yourself to perhaps be Paul Dooley in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant but underappreciated. With my dog demeanor. Yeah. <laughs> do you just really identify? <laughs>
1: no. I was going to say, if we want to do like a, a partner series, we could do like best guest appearances from mm. the, the Golden Girls. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Brent would just mention Paul Dooley every single
1: episode.
0: (laughs) Be like, oh, so what did you think of Richard Mulligan? He was all right. No Paul Dooley though.
1: (laughs) Well, we could give maybe here's how we get around that. Mm -hmm. We give him instead of cheesecake, we give him (laughs) Dooleys. How many Dooleys you give? So we already established
0: that that Paul is the you know the standard bearer, and then everyone else is judged against him.
2: Paul is the coin of the realm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean. He was in the uh, Empty Nest episode, right? Yeah. The original I yeah. think we all loved that one the best, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. At least a third of us did. Exactly, man. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Mr. Fix It. That is funny stuff. <laughs> Anyways, where are we at in that recap? I don't even <laughs> know. Well, I know that you had uh, gotten to the point. We just finished the omission position. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. I had a meal couple from two weeks ago. <laughs> I believe that Flesh. they were at the art
1: gallery at this point. Yeah, right? they just arrived. Uh, girls are dressed up in the museum. And uh, Blanche comments on how uh, all the beautiful people are there. Sophia says that you know she's really glad they didn't have to check Dorothy at the coat check. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy finally co- confronts her mom on all the horrible things she says about her appearance. Sophia then apologizes and admits that, you know what, you look nice tonight. Even better than several of the other women here. Like like her, for instance. Mm-hmm. And then Dorothy thanks her mother but adds that that's actually a man.
0: Yeah, I, I guess this is a, a callback to one episode prior. I'm not going to go all the way two weeks back, but <laughs> that was something that I, you know, again, brought was thinking that, you know, Dorothy in the last episode was strongly considering, you know, going back with Stan, you know, saying she was still in love with him. And it's like the only reason that you would go back with a man who cheated on you repeatedly, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the course of your marriage and then left you, you know, completely ended the marriage from, you know, after leaving you for a stewardess. Mm hmm. Um, you know, without any kind of warning or anything like that, would be because she's so beaten down by Sophia throughout the Mm -hmm. years that she has no self worth. So, anyways, but I'm only on one week back with my reference. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, so yes, so yeah, another another Sophia slam
2: though. I, didn't she make that decision? Like I'm going to go back to Stan while Sophia was still on her deathbed. Yeah, I think so. She was like, "Well, Ma's not around anymore. I'm going <laughs> right. to go back to that." Well, no, she, look, kinda she, she didn't make the decision
0: until she was going up to see Sophia in that episode. Like yes. when she looked back at Stan, she's like, "You know what? Yeah, I could still, that's true, could still see myself as a dude." She saw the good
1: side of him, mm-hmm. which he doesn't always show.
0: Anyway, but maybe we should they get back to in the lobby. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get back to the the auction though.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's it's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, she says, yeah, thanks for the uh, <coughs> quote-unquote compliment, but that was a dude. Lance <laughs> points out uh, a mine who, mime who who is performing on one side of the room. Rose uh, says she loves mimes and tells her that uh, her uncle was a coal miner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of course, they correct her and say that you know she must have meant coal miner, but she clarifies that, no, that's what she meant, uh, that he had a bad back and needed his insurance. So each day he'd go down to the mine and pretend to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy gives her the look. <laughs> that's the this. kind of
0: gig I want, where I can just pretend to do my job every day hey and guys, still get paid. Yeah. here,
1: right?
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So so if we ever if get this union up and running, <laughs> that's the kind of gig I'll have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so, so I guess I need to keep squashing it then, because I don't want you phoning it in.
1: <laughs> uh, Sophia goes over and uh, starts talking to uh, the mime. But Blanche uh, tells her that you know she's confident he won't listen mm-hmm. to anything she says, mm-hmm. and uh, Sophia says your fly is open, and the uh, the guy falls, kind of grabbing at the crotch of his pants. <laughs> uh, he was like
2: a real mime, like a talented
0: one, and he like did miming and other stuff. Yeah, I something. think his prior prior credit was the mime as well. Yeah,
1: really? No, mm-hmm. well, who knew? Uh, Dorsey <laughs> notices a self for <laughs> Sounds like both <laughs> of us knew <laughs> <It's an> exactly. <athlete. laughs> so. I I did not (laughs) I'm sure IMDB knows Oh yeah Well that's that's how how we know (laughs) (laughs) Exactly
2: (laughs) Exactly
1: Uh, Dorothy (laughs) notices a self-portrait of uh, Jasper de Kimmel, the artist Mm -hmm. As the artist himself approaches the ladies Walks right up to him Rose asks him why he uh, kept uh, the the biggest of three noses in his abstract piece It was an abstract (laughs) version of a self-portrait De uh, DeKimmel explains, however, that the portrait has been placed upside down. I guess this happens frequently. So those parts aren't noses.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> the girls all kind of crane their necks and like, ah, oh. Yeah. He tells them that uh, he gets rather <laughs> bored at these shows <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and asks if they'd like to discuss some of his work. Uh, they happily agree. He asks if they notice certain aspects of the painting, uh, references to Monet uh, and his use of light and color. Uh, they all you know, agree that you know, then he turns around and calls them all idiots and essentially calls them ugly too before stomping away. Right. Rose yells at him, Oh yeah! And Dorothy you know, tells her, you know, Go easy on Rose. Yeah. Uh, they agree that he's a pretty awful man, but say they can still enjoy their evening. Uh, just then, two uh, other men are walking into the gallery holding a large piece of glass. Rose assumes that they are also mimes not seeing the glass, I guess, mm-hmm. and goes over to mess with them. Uh, then we hear a large uh, crash of breaking glass, and uh, as Rose sadly walks back to the group saying, they they weren't mimes, were they? <laughs> right. Now we're back at the house. The girls are hurrying to place buckets and towels to catch more leaks from the roof. Blanche insists that uh, they uh, can't use uh, one of her special towels. Dorothy says she doesn't want to hear about her... Uh, Beach sex stories along mm-hmm. the Florida coastline. Right. But Blanche, you know, says that, no, no, she brought her son Skippy home from the hospital in that towel. Dorothy uh, thinks for a second and then says she's lying. She doesn't buy it. And Blanche admits the lie, <laughs> but says, you know, it was only Fort Lauderdale during spring break. The girls sit on the uh, couch and come to terms that they'll need to replace the roof. They all tally up some uh, stored funds that they have kept. But oddly, have never seemed to have access to previously. Uh-huh, right. Which, and well, why didn't they come up with that plan? Well, I mean, if Rose's
2: entire, re- Rose's entire retirement nest egg is four grand, mm.
0: I mean, that's... Well, and that seems to be more than the other three combined. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> I mean, Betty White's lived another 35 years or right. so. <laughs> four grand? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's definitely there along with Ida at the yeah. uh, the shelter, I think, at this <laughs> point.
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they never have access to that money beforehand mm-hmm. nor did they have access to it apparently when they came up with their plan to get a patch job Right. but I guess it would probably be easier to hold on to that and pay in installments if yeah. that was their original mm-hmm. plan uh, they agree to call the repair guy back uh, and have him just install the new roof Sophia uh, enters wearing a trench coat she tells him that she's just had the worst day uh, at the hospital with a man who only has two weeks left to live uh, she says that you know even though he's dying, doesn't have to be mean or cranky. Mm-hmm. Dorothy tells her, you know, she should be, you know, have some sympathy because he's, he's dying soon. But Sophia retorts that, uh, you know, you met him. Uh, it's hard to have sympathy for such a mean man and it was the artist, right. Jasper de Kimmel. Uh, upon learning of the artist's bad news, Blanche tells the girls that, you know, after an artist passes away, the value of his or her work, you know, increases substantially usually. Rose uh, nearly gets, that uh, once he's dead, his work will be worth a boatload, uh, but still thinks that he won't know what to do with all that money. Right. <laughs> uh, Blanche suggests that they attend an upcoming art auction and buy one of his pieces at a relatively lower cost, and then they can sell it for uh, much more uh, than they could replace the roof and have like uh, money left over. I, it'd be
0: interesting to see. Like You could probably break down the Golden Girls into just a handful of different... Uh, themes to the episodes if you're kind of broader themes (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. either you know weddings funerals or getting money Mm -hmm. or or men (laughs) you know one of those four themes yeah there's getting money there's losing money (laughs) (laughs) there's married men (laughs) yeah
1: so there's been at least one or two vacations yeah yeah that's true
0: but i think even those vacations they ended up coming down to you know money issues as well (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly Within the pie chart, there's only five slices. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I think disasters maybe, too. Like, something breaks down. Mm -hmm. Or, like...
0: But usually with that, it still comes down to money. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to go back through and look at all the, you know, the Mm -hmm. overarching main story of each episode and see which categories each fall into.
1: Maybe we'll take a weekend and do that or something. Yeah. I I I I
0: absolutely encourage either of you two to do that. I think another category would be... um, you know just a minority entering their life
2: oh sure you know either you know a lesbian a homosexual and illegal immigrant a mm. cocoa. Um, you know yeah black person exactly whatever. yeah mm. yeah
1: so. that's true that's a good extra point mm-hmm. uh, so uh,
2: and then a tiny little sliver you know where they kill minks <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a B just, story. That just for fun mm-hmm. yeah, kill minks and or rob a hobo <laughs> <laughs> I would say the minks
1: are still about money though yeah, Less yeah. than just the murder, yeah, it was it was another, another business, business. yeah, money. Yeah, even though they probably got you know high off the murdering of it, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> we all know that Rose finds murder the, to be orgasmic. they a little.
1: That's good. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then they could replace the roof and have money left over. Dorothy points out that the immoral aspect of this plan, you know, because obviously they're profiting off the death of somebody. Uh, but they still plan to arrive early to the auction to get a good seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we change scenes. Uh, it's later that night. Dorothy enters the kitchen and is surprised to see Sophia is up drinking some tea. Dorothy tells her mother that, you know, she couldn't sleep as she had had a bad dream. Uh, Sophia asks if it was about her being an older woman uh, who's been put in a home with no one visiting. Dorothy tells her, no, that was not the dream. But Sophia quips, oh, yeah, right. That was my life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I thought there was a, a couple great parts. I might be accidentally stepping on one of your things here. Because, you yeah, know, I've talked about the last episode that I did the recap. I was agitated with the lack of quality deep dive options. <laughs> and this one was at least had two great ones here. Because she, she mentions, uh, I think when... You know, Sophia gets mad whenever uh, Dorothy asks her what she's doing in a certain area.
1: Yeah, any kind of questioning. Yeah,
0: it makes it seem like, like she's you a do- prisoner you know it's
1: We find out it's 4 a.m., Right. so saying, why are you up this hour, yeah, it's, it's not uncommon.
0: But, yeah, she refers to Dorothy as Prime Minister Botha in that one, <laughs> which would have been a good one because that was not a person I had personally heard of. Mm-hmm. But apparently, and, I'll, and I'm not doing a full deep dive, but he was the uh, Prime Minister of South Africa from 78 mm-hmm. to 84 and the first state president from '84 to '89, and he was mm-hmm. a big proponent for apartheid mm-hmm. um, and not wanting to, you know, give black people the right to vote. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was that would have been a great one. And then, yeah, I
2: think if you would have gone that route,
0: I hope you would have called it the Botha Fete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I want to make light <laughs> of that dude. I'll make even more light of the next one. <laughs> so, so yeah. Then again, not to step on your your thing, but then Rose comes in. And she's talking about that oh, it was like a normal night for her mm-hmm. and all of the various... Did, did you have to write down the various junk foods that she said that she eats? I did
1: not. I kind of oh, paraphrased. Double dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she mentions this whole list of, you know, several, you know, sugary snacks that she normally eats Oh, but bed. I do have the
1: Twinkie defense if that's where you Oh, going yeah, to.
0: That, that's what I was going to refer to, yeah. Go for it.
1: If you, do you have information Just on a
0: bit, yeah, because she says uh, after she lists this whole, you know... Uh, yeah,
1: she says she couldn't sleep too, and then she's like, and, uh, I must have been said I ate... And yeah. she lists do you have the list? I don't have the out? list. She just is like, Oh, it's like a normal snow match. caps and like basically she just tons yeah, of like food. Yeah, like Brent said devil and dogs things. I think yeah.
0: and, and several things. She's like, couldn't stop. I'm surprised you didn't try to kill the mayor of San Francisco. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I looked at them too.
0: Yeah. So did do, do you wanna did you have information on it? I
1: just I I just had a little reference <laughs> to myself about thing. The, thing. Oh, okay. the Twinkie Defense. I I kinda read up on it so I could just kinda talk about it if we took
0: yeah, well, I mean, that one, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I wonder if that has to do with Harvey Milk um, yeah. because, you know, the timing and all that. And now he wasn't the mayor, but he was the supervisor. Yeah, he was the supervisor for the city. And uh, George uh, Mascone was the, uh, the mayor at the time, and they were both killed by former supervisor Dan White on November 27th of 78. And one of the defense things, now I guess this wasn't actually the defense they used, but it was mischaracterized by the media that his defense said that, his uh, junk food consumption was a cause of uh, his depression and his mental state. They were saying it was actually a, a symptom of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, that leading the, to the term the Twinkie defense. Yeah.
1: Previously I, he'd been real cognizant of his physical appearance and his right. health. And then he just kind of drifted off into some kind of depression mm-hmm. and let himself kind of go and he was eating a bunch of junk food and su- sugary foods. Yeah,
0: That was a great reference. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a dark reference, but it was a great a great reference for the show. Mm-hmm. Too bad it wasn't on one of my recaps because I would have done a deep dive on it. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you got a little dip into the pool there. Yeah. <laughs> Stick your shallow dive. Refer- it's right. it, Alan's
2: shallow dive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so died. and then <laughs> say what? Alan shallow dive. <laughs> I call it
0: like the uh the Allen's shallow wade or something like that. I I'm just wading in a little bit or yeah. Or yeah, so like Brent said, maybe the toe dip. Yeah. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs>
1: um so Blanche comes in and says how well she'd slept. Uh then they point out, What are you talking about? It's four AM. She's like, What? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she comments on like if you if I don't get uh, full eight hours of sleep I'm a wreck, and Dorothy comments that none of them could sleep, and uh, Blanche understands what she's getting at that the, they all feel guilty from profiting off the impending death of an artist. Right. They comment that uh, they should just cancel the plans and call it all off mm-hmm. and just not go to the, the auction. Sophia, however, points out that you know it's not their fault that the guy's dying, uh, and in need of a uh, rare blood transfusion apparently. Which is just information she drops there. Right. Uh, she said she heard the doctors over talk over here overheard doctors talking. That Sophia starts a story about a trip to uh, Sardinia. Blanche stops her and points out that you know her stories always start with Sicily. But Sophia says, you know, hey, can I go away for the weekend? Yeah.
0: There, there was a one little line in there that I thought was funny prior, just prior to this, um, and I don't remember it was it was. Uh Rose making a typical Rose kind of misunderstanding type of a comment. I don't remember what her comment was. But then Dorothy says, you're nothing if not consistent, Rose. Oh, that one was good. I meant to put that in. <laughs> yeah, and then she says, thank you, Dorothy, but hot water and oat, oat bread every morning or uh, take most of the credit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, that was maybe my favorite line of the episode. Yeah. Her oat brand shout out. Yeah. A big
1: fan <laughs> of. I am glad you brought that one up. Uh, you guys ever eat oat bran?
0: I don't think so. Not that I recall anyway. I mean, I, I've eaten plenty of like brand cereals. I, yeah. Maybe there's oat bran as part of that, yeah. but not oat bran in yeah. and of itself. Like
2: the Fiber One oat bran. It's oh, a solid okay. cereal. Get that with some oat milk. Does it give
0: you a solid movement? No. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm fine as far as that goes. But oh, okay. I just like it for the flavor. Oh, Okay.
1: Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, Blanche, you know, says, hey, aren't you usually in uh, Sicily? And, and she says, I went away for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she rambles for a bit. But ultimately admits that she has uh, no real point to that story, <laughs> and uh, says that uh, there isn't. A, she doesn't have a story for the real kind of odd situations they're in. She adds that she may not be happy that a fellow human is dying, but uh, if so they don't profit off of it, go
2: ahead. I, I like the fact that she says she she knows one about a man and a monkey, but it falls
0: under the heading of lust. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, I think that was Sophia's best line of the episode. Yeah. That was a really good one.
1: And uh, she says she's not happy that he's dying, but if they don't profit off the by purchasing uh, one of his art pieces that someone else will. Right. And uh, that the, uh, the, that thought alone kind of cemented all of their resolve, and they said, okay, we're, in, we're all in. And Sophia says, welcome to the George Bush era. Me, me, me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, would either of you two have any qualms about it? Like, granted, I would not wish someone to die so mm-hmm. that I could profit for yeah. it even someone who i didn't like or that i thought was a shitty person mm-hmm. yeah um however i would not have any guilt if i was like this is happening mm-hmm. you know and, and well, it's a situation hospital,
1: anybody can know
0: right now if i was someone who you know could help the situation mm-hmm. and i'm choosing yeah, yeah, not yeah. to because i want a profit then yeah, yeah i'm a shitty person and should feel like a shitty person mm-hmm. but I, I don't know i don't think i'd have any hint of guilt yeah towards the situation um yeah. If I was like, well, this person's going to die anyway, so I might as well take advantage of any kind of an asshole, so I'm not going to be emotionally affected by Mm -hmm. his death. (laughs) Exactly.
1: No,
2: I think they're in the right, and I think Sophia's making the right argument on their behalf. Yeah. You know.
0: But, yeah, they're all up half the night thinking that, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're making a bad choice, and I I didn't think so.
1: No, um... I don't think this would even fall under any kind of like jurisdiction of insider trading because it's not like a stock or anything like that. Right, yeah. No, you I don't, don't have information that several other people don't have yeah. access to. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, you're under no obligation to notify people that, hey, soon-to-be-dead guy, have an art auctioned.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, in the change scenes, uh, we see him arriving at the auction and taking a seat, each of them holding a little paddle uh, for bidding. Mm-hmm. The first piece is a small Greco-Roman statue. Uh, which the guy is holding by hand. Yeah. Usually those are like brass or, or, or marble. Mm. So it would be very heavy, but he seems to be holding it very easily.
0: Yeah. Well, And not to mention the fact, too, that it could easily drop. I would think that they would want to have it, on you On a card or something, at least. Yeah, exactly. So that it would have some protection for the cost that it was going for. <laughs> well, plus you right. don't want the human oil on it. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly.
1: And Rose asks why older statues always had naked men. Blanche answers that the Greeks in Rome was often molded in male form. Uh, and begins listing, you know, their attributes like rippling muscles, firm buttocks, etc. Mm-hmm. She comments on how hot it's getting, and Rose agrees, and then fans herself with the paddle. Uh, the auctioneer assumes that this is a bid, and calls on Rose's motion as a raise. Uh, Dorothy tells her, you know, she just bid by waving her paddle, and then shows her, and the auctioneer then calls on Dorothy as a raise bid as well. <laughs> Rose doesn't see the harm, uh, as it was only uh, thirty bucks, but Blanche reforms her, "No, that's thirty thousand dollars." Right. Uh, luckily, a man in the back then raises to forty thousand uh, dollars. Then, after he's got his, uh, the de Kibble painting comes up, and they discuss that they need to be cautious and that ten thousand is their maximum limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bidding begins, and they try to kind of play it cool, but then Rose, not understanding the entire concept, bids against Blanche, mm-hmm. upping the total. Uh, they call her out on this and uh, she apologizes, saying she was kind of caught up in the moment. Uh, they snatch the paddle from Rose and the auctioneer again sees all this movement uh, to raise the bid uh, price multiple times. Now they're up to $9,000 and ultimately win the painting. Mm-hmm. But could have definitely got it for cheaper. Well, not definitely, but possibly. Right. We change scenes. The girls were huddled around a phone call uh, telling Sophia that they got the painting. And uh, they would like to send flowers uh, since they're kind of profiting off of this guy's misfortune. Yeah. She tells them to send flowers to themselves as uh, now he's going to make it because a blood donor was found. And then the shot pans out to show Sophia on a gurney having uh, donated the life-saving blood. Sophia scoffs uh, to a nurse right by her saying that uh, after saving a man's life, all you get is apple juice and a cookie?
0: Yeah. Now, Sophia definitely did the right thing. If she found <laughs> she out did. that the blood type he needed was hers and yeah. whatever, then absolutely. Now, if she had been like, oh, fuck that, mm. I want that money, yeah. then she should feel like a you know a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> but not leading up to that. <laughs>
1: uh, back to the other girls, we see now Dorothy is lying passed out on the ground, and Rose and Blanche are trying to wake her up, and then also asking what Sophia said. Right. Like, what caused this? And we change scenes again. Uh, this is the last time. The girls are all sitting on the couch looking over the uh, their recent purchase, the painting. Blanche comments that if you look at it long enough, uh, it almost looks good. Sophia says that uh, she tells her the same herself the same thing every week after watching 30-something, mm-hmm. but she still gets headaches.
0: I think it was the second or third shot of 30-something that they've taken mm-hmm. on I this show. I would say so, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's neck and neck with designing women for yeah. their hatred. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rose points out that they ultimately did nothing to be ashamed of because the guy didn't die or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Dorothy adds that uh, her mom saved life, albeit the life of a slime ball. Uh, The doorbell then rings and Sophia goes to answer it. Uh, It's the roofer. He comes in and Dorothy informs him that uh, she's sorry, but they can no longer afford to buy the new roof because they got this painting. Right. He is confused by this and comments that, you know, okay, so you can't afford a roof, but you buy expensive painting like that. He says that he's always wanted uh, an original De Kimmel, which is odd that he would recognize it. but right. whatever. Blance jumps at the opportunity, offering a straight trade for the new roof. Why
0: well, you gotta act like a blue collar worker wouldn't be an artificiano? Mm-hmm. It's really, uh, I don't know, limiting.
1: Yeah. I, don't know, I guess it seems like, I don't
0: know. We'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're allowed to enjoy all the meats this <laughs> cultural. You're state. right. You're right. Uh, I don't know. I guess I figured he was more obscure because neither uh, Dorothy or Rose knew who he was. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm not at that's, all... You're right, though. Anyone could just be a, a fan of art in general. So Yeah, I don't yeah.
0: think I could tell one... I mean, in all honesty, I don't think I would know one single current um, gallery-type artist. Now, granted, I know artists that do prints and things like that that mm-hmm. are, are successful on it, um, but I don't know that I know any that have your standard art installation type um, yeah. galleries but i don't know maybe maybe artists nowadays though with the new media yeah. and the way that they do prints and things like that maybe yeah. all, most artists do a multitude of things yeah. so
2: i guess as far as i know banksy and shepherd fairy
0: right well i don't know shepherd fairy but mm-hmm. banksy i know
2: he did um the obama hope oh okay That was one of his and the andre the giant thing oh, very mm-hmm. nice
0: so, anyways but yeah i, I I would agree with you, Though actually. It would be <laughs> unusual for, for anybody to recognize a painting from a local-ish yeah, artist. Yeah, made sense
1: that uh, Blanche would know because she works in the museum. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Blanche jumps with the opportunity, offering him a straight trade, you know, new roof for the painting. But Sophia steps in quickly and ups the uh, ante, saying that, no, no, I could never part with it. But maybe for a new roof and $2,500. Mm-hmm. The uh, repair guy argues that, you know, a bit about the price – and she then she raised it to three thousand, walking out of the kitchen with the repairman right behind her. Dorothy comments, "Now you're watching a real artist at work." Mm-hmm. The girls all nod in agreement, and then we close.
0: Yeah, I mean they got four grand off the cost of that roof, assuming that she got them for three. Right. Then and they got the warranty on it, which that's one thing I thought. He was like, "I'll throw in a five-year warranty," and I'm like. What kind of fucking roof doesn't have a five-year warranty on it, at least? Like, that should be standard. What kind of shoddy craftsmanship mm-hmm. are you doing that you don't even the guarantee same, same, it for five years? Same
1: quality that he offered with the uh, patches. Yeah,
0: apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had, uh, let's see, I think five or six uh, guest actors in that episode. Um, Tony Steedman, he played Jasper DeKimmel. 142 titles to his name, and his only Golden Girls. Uh, you may know him as a Socrates or Socrates, if mm-hmm. you prefer, from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely he was very familiar to me. And as soon as I saw that's who it was, I was like, yeah. oh, that's definitely where I recognize yeah. him from. We've talked about those movies a couple times now. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, there's a show, Police Woman, that it seems like every fucking person that ever <laughs> appeared on that has also appeared in Golden yeah. Girls. There's one with
2: Angie Dickinson or something? Yeah, yeah. I think
0: so. Yeah. And just it's just, just a ton of crossover between yeah. those two.
2: In the Star Treks, especially
0: like Deep Space oh, Nine well, yeah. and stuff, yeah. And then we have uh, Michael McManus, or McManus, excuse me. He played Sid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 82 titles to his name. Again, his only Golden Girls. He played a Sluggo in The Real Life Adventures of Mr. Bill, huh. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And um, he also was, uh, in 1979's Captain America. Mm-hmm. So we had another person from one of those old 80s or mar- 70s Marvel yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Colin Hamilton. He played the auctioneer. Uh, 40 titles for him. And, again, his only Golden Girls. And he was in two episodes of 1978's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people in the early superhero shows. Yeah. Then we had a uh, Renetta Scott. She played a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty-four titles to her name. Uh, she was on one episode of uh, Star Trek: Next Generation, mm-hmm. and again, her only Golden Girls. Was she the one that
1: came in after, like, the beginning of the uh, the auctions? Like, oh, he's usually here at these things. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we had a uh, Derek Lawgren. He was the one who did the mime. Mm-hmm. Twenty-nine titles to his name. Um, he did play a mime in his prior uh, show, which was a show called Throb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming Heartthrob, or possibly something about doctors and hearts, but I just thought it was a really odd thing. Um, But he was also in two episodes of uh, My Name is Earl, which Brent and I have recently been talking about as a...
1: As a mime?
0: uh, He was not. He was an Amish man in that, Uh, oddly enough. (laughs) So he would would enjoy... That character would enjoy our upcoming podcast. Right. (laughs) So... Anyway, so Ski, who got your MVP for this episode?
1: I gave it to Sophia. I said she did it all. Uh, she not only convinced the girls to buy the painting because they were going to back out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but then she uh, saved the guy's life and then secured a better deal at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you
0: on that one. I think Sophia as well. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling Brent's going to go with Jasper, but uh, we'll no, see if I'm wrong. i Sophia, Sophia, as Sophia. As oh, well. So yeah. she She got she, the sweep. She's a lifesaver. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she did the right thing. In all ways, I think she did the right thing.
2: Exactly. She's the only one of them who truly had a moral dilemma. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, she could have easily let him die. He right. He did ignorant or whatever, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I have to do this. And she stepped up. She put her money where her mouth was.
0: Yep, and then she even helped him out with the money, like you said, at the end, uh, by mm-hmm. getting more out of the, the roofer than, than yeah. what was originally offered. And he offered.
1: got his lifelong dream of a... Jasper De Kimmel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> work, yeah, work his out dad would be proud. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. His dad probably doesn't talk to him much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless he has roofing work to get done. Unless he got that check on his desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ski, how many slices of cheesecake did this one earn for you?
1: I gave it a six. Mm-hmm. I thought Jasper De Kimmel's horrible mannerisms were actually kind of great. And that uh, he kind of knocked the girls down a peg. Yeah. Especially uh, uh, Blanche's kind of condescending... Like, oh, trying to explain his uh, work.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. How about you, Brunt? No, just four. Just four? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't find there to be a lot of great comedy in it overall. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a fine. The story itself was good enough. Yeah. It's kind of, Uh. you know, we're at the point with the series where, like we've said, so many of the themes get mm-hmm. kind of retread over and over. So, it's like the, the writing has to be really great mm-hmm. to, unless, you know, like. A few had,
1: really great lines will definitely up it yeah. sometimes. It's one of those things
2: that. Like you said, you know, in episodes, either the Goldens, you know, suffering through money or they're doing something fancy. Mm-hmm. And this episode tried to have it both ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I Actually, one of the reasons I uh, increased it a little bit, because I initially was going to the, the four range, mm-hmm. I really I actually did appreciate in the auction when they are juggling the, uh, the paddles. Uh-huh. I thought that was a pretty good little, it's almost, uh, they don't do a whole lot of, Physical paddle comedy. <laughs> Say what? Paddle juggling. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of that either. Yeah.
0: And, and Ski is a huge fan of paddle juggling. <laughs> he,
1: is. he is. That elevates it instantly. <laughs>
0: well, I agree with Brent though. As far as rating goes, I gave it four slices. Also, mm-hmm. again, I thought it was a you know it was a decent episode to watch. I didn't have any issue with it overall. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't anything that'll stand out to me to watch. You yeah, know, it
1: won't make the final cut.
0: Right. So, no. ha- have either of you two ever been to an auction? I don't uh, think I've ever been to one in my life that I can remember.
1: Um, not
2: an auction like that. I've been to like silent auctions where you can like throw a bit uh, into oh, the well thing. Sure. Yeah, or write your thing down on a sheet of paper. But never. I've done do
1: silent it. auctions. I think we've had them for a few times for like a, a Christmas parties like mm. at work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I definitely remember going to an auction when I was little with mm-hmm. my grandma. It was a, uh, I think it was a, a state auction. Okay. Where mm-hmm. like a, a guy had passed and they were selling a bunch of his stuff off. And uh, my, wife, my grandma got like an old uh, lamp and some other stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it'd be a fun thing to go to. I'd like to go to like a real auction, mm-hmm. you know, where they – I know that my wife's uncle did, does it on a relatively regular basis because mm-hmm. he, he's a contractor, so sometimes he'll go, and he, and he yeah. can fix furniture up and things like that as well. So mm-hmm. if he sees something where he's like, oh, that's a really good piece – a furniture, mm-hmm. and I can make it you know, maybe it's worn or whatever, mm-hmm. and he can make it something nice. Yeah. It's a
1: really good way to get a car, I'm told.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard that With as well.
1: Car but, auctions, yeah. Yeah.
0: maybe one of these days we'll go maybe in our, our next podcast, uh, <laughs> after Golden Girls is over. we will do an I'm episode. Where we go. Allen and- <laughs> well, not, not that it would be all auctions, yeah, because I, I think like if we do another podcast after the Golden Girls, it would be something more general and wide ranging unless it's fish um, <laughs> <laughs> and if we did maybe we would do some uh, different things and, and an auction I think would be a fun way to, to you know spin an episode you could branch off from fish and talk talk about anything I think oh you think so yeah well we'll,
1: we'll see yeah uh, or, so or maybe auction Allen no, bidden Brent <laughs> and uh, Paddle Juggling Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but your Jeff
0: is with a G, so it just feels disingenuine.
1: <laughs> so, disingenuine?
0: J- yeah, like if it was Paddle guggling <laughs> the Jeff, then I'd be alright with you it. Could call, you can spell juggling right. with a G. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Anyways, but, I don't know. So, again, if you... If you uh, there's definitely some extra that's going to be after the little closing of this episode mm-hmm. that had some fun conversation, so you might stick around, but... Whether you choose to or not, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded, and of course, stay golden. We camped at
2: uh, Jellystone one time, mm-hmm. and the kids had no frame of reference right. as to Yogi, and, <laughs> and um, and they also had Cindy there oh, okay. on the wall and everything. Mm-hmm. And for that entire weekend, Cassidy was just obsessed with Cindy. <laughs> like, look at that. It's a girl bear. Isn't that great? And I was like, yep, girls can be bears too.
3: <laughs>
2: and then, like, we left, you know, we left the campground. And she's never once mentioned Cindy since then. But all weekend, it was the only thing she wanted to talk about.
0: I would love the idea of, like, you went out after that. You spent it. Five hundred dollars on Cindy merchandise. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> immediately stopped caring. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, as far as like spending money, that was just a colossal waste. Um, and it wasn't. But I mean, it wasn't like a huge investment or whatever. But like, I dropped twenty bucks to get the uh, complete series of Josie and the Pussycats, oh. um, the cartoon, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, Cassidy will love this. Right. You know, she had no interest in even sampling an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm dead on arrival, huh? Yeah, and, and now they've released uh, Josie and the Pussycats in space. Mm. And I was like, do I double down? <laughs> like, with the fact that they're in outer space? Whoa, 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 did you what? say they're
1: in space, Dad? Exactly. <laughs> well, has she seen the movie? No, no. If she saw the movie, it means she'd like it, and then See, maybe she, asked she to extend her, like... Like, she's never watched a live-action
2: movie all the way through. Oh, okay. uh, She started to watch live-action TV shows, like Dog with a Blog and mm. Full House and stuff like that, um, but never a movie. Mm. So.
0: Eh, you never know. Maybe, maybe here, eventually, she'll uh, want give it, to give it a try. I don't feel like a lot of 80s cartoons hold up particularly well, mm-hmm. um, just as far as there is a disconnect with the the quality of the animation sometimes Mm -hmm. because there's almost like if you get older because it's more simple, the animation Mm -hmm. holds up better than some of that middle ground stuff where, you know, it's like they have more in more complex detailed animation, but it Mm -hmm. just doesn't look as good as the detailed animation that there is today.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. So the, um, like the Transformers movies coming back in theaters for the 35th anniversary. Hmm. And that was one that I was thinking about going to check out. Um, this upcoming Thursday, uh, Star Trek Four is oh. going to be in theaters. Oh, well, that's cool! Yeah, which I was really excited, but I was like kind of bummed. It's like, well, why are they doing like why aren't they doing two and three as well? Right? You
0: know, like I don't know. So, have you watched the Transformers movie anytime in the last, I don't know, decade? Uh, yeah, I saw it. It's probably been five, six years since I last watched it,
2: mm. um, and yeah, all of my enjoyment came from just you know this nostalgia factor and yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm sure seeing it on the big screen would just be the same thing.
0: See, because I watched it not too super long ago myself, it may be a little longer than that. Yeah,
2: because I think this is the 35th anniversary, mm-hmm. and I saw the 30th anniversary <laughs> no, edition God. that came out.
1: 35th anniversary, that's crazy.
0: And I feel like, though, when I watched it, I was really underwhelmed by it. Um, <laughs> like I was just like, oh man, I, because it holds a real soft spot spot mm-hmm. in my heart, but maybe I just didn't see it that often when I was a kid. And so that, mm-hmm. and it does have some coolness as far as like the unicorn or what, whatever his name is. <laughs>
2: Omnicron or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever.
0: Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but, um. Orson Welles' final <laughs> cinematic performance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't hold up for me personally. Yeah. Um, now He Man still totally holds up for me, but, yeah. you know, maybe it's just because it had a, a stronger hold on me when I was a kid uh-huh. than what Transformers did. Did you guys, did you ever watch, um,
2: Frankenstein's monsters, monster Frankenstein.
0: Huh, i never even heard of it. Don't
2: it's a, it's like a lit twenty five minute film that's on Netflix, okay. and uh, David Harbour is in it, and he plays um, himself, um, <laughs> but the version of himself that he's playing. Is named like David Harbor the third. Okay, and then David <laughs> Harbor also plays a version of his father that's David Harbor the second. Okay, um, and like, but David Harbor the second is like an Orson Welles type character, <laughs> um, and so it's like it's the David Harbor that we know and love is sort of doing a documentary about his father and this performance that he had given, but interspersed with that is commercials that this, you know, imaginary father had also did at the time for like this London Royal steak company (laughs) or whatever. It's so amazingly good. Like there's so much about it that I love. It's called
1: Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein, Frankenstein,
2: (laughs) Frankenstein's monster's monster. Frankenstein mm. because um, David Harbour <laughs> the second whatever did a production where he was Frankenstein's monster who was pretending to be Frankenstein while the actual Frankenstein was pretending to be the monster oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then, like a uh, a lady comes to visit, and she's all confused, and she thinks she's falling in love with the monster, but it's actually the actual the man. Or <laughs> it, it's such a bad play within this thing, and like David Harbor saying, <laughs> the second like agent, different people's like, no, oh, your dad was an asshole, <laughs> <And everything's> it. <laughs> it But like, just. The David Harbor that we know and love, his commitment to this weird little <laughs> short you know, is just a thing of beauty. Hmm. And um, and Gabby's a huge Stranger Things fan. Like she's watched the whole, all three series, oh, okay. seasons like ten or eleven for times. Wow! Like she's just and it's. So I was like, oh well, we need to watch this. And after, like she was angry after about ten minutes. She's like, "What are we watching?" And I was like, "Comic Gold." <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and, and she was like, what's so funny?
2: He's like, the, the humors and the jokes they're not saying. <laughs> Just because I was so annoyed with her.
0: <laughs> so. so what do you think would be more disappointing to you mm-hmm. if uh, one of your kids grew up to struggle with drug addiction uh-huh. or if one of your kids grew up to find... Like Jackass and Larry the Cable Guy to be the height of comedy. Now, <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: which would be more prone to disappointment? I know dissonment. that you, if
0: you had to choose, I'm sure you would choose choose the bad sense of humor. Yeah, but I would almost think it might be more disappointing yeah. to you in a way, <laughs> like
1: yeah, they were hilarious. Yeah, but also on math, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, I think um
2: yeah, I mean, I would be disappointed. Um, but at least then I can you know it if they ended up into drugs or whatever, mm. then I'm a bad parent. Okay. If they end up having a bad sense of humor, well, that's their mother's influence. <laughs> <laughs> I can pass the buck on that. <laughs> but I have to take ownership for the drug abuse. <laughs>
0: or at least my fair share. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know, because it starts to me wonder, what kind of parent are you? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you' are going to be addicted take... to drugs. It'll be my fault. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly trust me on this <laughs> yeah
2: speaking of taking the drugs um, so uh Fish, they're doing twenty-two concerts this summer, mm-hmm. and so we're at the halfway point. Okay. Um, so they've done the eleven concerts so far, and I got to tell you, all the eleven concerts have been really strong. Hmm. Like they're in a new. Have golden you gotten era. to watch
1: them online or something. Or? Yeah,
2: I've listened to all of them. I've got the uh, the Live Fish subscription. Okay. So I get a I get a stream of them and everything for just seventy nine so. ninety nine a month. He gets full <laughs> access to <laughs> it's just, well, $100 just dollars a, a year. <laughs> say what? Just a hundred dollars a year. <laughs> so this is what eight bucks a month or yeah, something like that's that. It's not so. bad. Yeah. yeah, I
0: pay five bucks a month for the tell them Steve Dave yeah. uh, Patreon account. Yeah. So. so it's really like,
2: so New Year's Eve 2019, like was just such a great show. And, but then like in February, they did like three concerts in mm-hmm. Mexico or whatever. And then everything got locked down mm. and I was kind of bummed. I was like, man, if they wouldn't have done those three concerts in Mexico mm. in February, like if. If that would have been their ending, you know, December 31st, 2019, they'd have gone out on a high note, Oh, you know. Um, but they're back, and this summer, they've been really, really strong. It's been really good. Um, like I said, out of the 11 that I've heard, there are like four of them that I really want to revisit already, so. Very That's nice.
0: nice. Oh. They've been doing good. I don't know. Maybe one of these days, you'll convince me to give them, give them a fair chance.
2: I don't know, I keep thinking maybe that'd be a good podcast for <laughs> us, but... <laughs> for, for one brief moment, I was finally gonna, you know, see him in concert. Um, like they're doing um uh, their Halloween show this okay. year is gonna be in Vegas, hmm. and so you know, there was this brief moment where I was, you know, explaining to Helena that you know. You know, I can fly out at four o'clock in the afternoon, see the show, and then afterwards catch the red eye from <laughs> Vegas to Salt Lake City to Houston back home, and I'll arrive back in Indy at six, and I can still get to work on Monday. <laughs> And so during this eight-minute spiel, you know, hope sprang eternal that I would finally see them. But then she said no. <laughs> have, you, have you
1: never seen them live? No, no.
2: I don't. It's one of those things that it, I'm fine with not seeing them. Like, if I ever do see them, I want it to be something special, like Halloween and New Year in Vegas or something, mm-hmm. you know, or a three-night run at Red Rocks or something special. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what.
1: You you said up the Vegas trip. I'll go mm-hmm. with you. Okay. We'll go watch them
2: together. Very nice. Thank you. Because you've seen them before, right? Once, yeah. 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 So um, – they did deer. They did three nights at Deer Creek this year, and that third night, um, it may be my favorite night of the summer tour so far. Wow! Yeah, the two nights in Nashville, that third night here, and then the second night in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Like the four right. best
0: shows so far. In the summer. Wow! Out of eleven, <laughs> <laughs> you're really narrowing it down. <laughs> saying you know
2: if you only listen to 12 hours of fish this summer that's the 12 hours you should listen
0: to but there's also these other three shows that were pretty damn good too yeah yeah yeah. no anyway, just just
1: watch them all folks just yeah yeah exactly there are worse ways to
0: spend time and
1: everything
2: so i am like once they finish all 22 then i'm gonna load them all up and make my playlist and just listen to all 22 again, and then make my ranking. So I would argue uh, that listening
1: tuned. to our podcast is the worst way to spend your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Listening to
2: our podcast
0: is so much worse
1: than listening to 12 hours of fish.
2: <laughs> hey,
0: well, in fairness, our podcast only runs nowadays around an hour, so <laughs> listening to 12 episodes of our podcast, though... <laughs> Anyway, so it's you a guys half a season. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you could you could, you could <laughs> log a lot. Yeah, that'd be progress. progress. You could listen to all twelve Stan recaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, Learn peak. about living and you know um, Sunny Bono and <laughs> all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> Best Parker, I think that
0: was a Stan it episode. Might have been. why oh, I keep getting stuck with them. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just fate and karma. So you guys ready to kick off this uh, this one? I thought we'd been recording. Oh, we have been recording, but we <laughs> haven't actually started the episode technically. It'll so be a
1: solid part to the end if you want to. Yeah, I
0: probably will. There's yeah. some good stuff in here. Yeah. Kick some her some, off. some questionable stuff, but some good stuff as <laughs> well. <laughs> so well, you have to because you know I'm got. Eleven more concerts in
2: this season <laughs> yeah. to get through. <laughs> People are going to be lost if I talk about the back half of the tour, right? <laughs> but what did we think about the opening half? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true,
1: they will be utterly confused, exactly. maybe even suicidal. But we <laughs> well, don't want that.
2: No, definitely yeah. not. Uh, all right, so exactly. Who's going to help him out of that? Surely not Rose. No, I <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> should help them back into it. <laughs> like, exactly. Maybe I was right.
2: Yeah. So. We're sitting here, we're getting ready to start the episode, mm-hmm. and with God as my witness, I cannot remember what it is. Okay. So, like, he's going to tell me the title, and it's all going to come flooding back to me in a <laughs> sea of memories. Yeah, let's <laughs> hope.
0: <laughs> all right, well, I guess we'll jump into it then, so yeah. that you can be refreshed. Uh, exactly.
2: I know we're at season four, episode
0: 11. mm mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, you're, you got it. You're right up to this point. Okay. So. And the title was... Um, it, I don't know. Okay. Well We'll find out in a moment with the, with the rest of our <laughs> audience. <so. laughs> you post the title
2: like in the title of the... Yeah. Thing. yeah Usually, you yeah. So. Like, you don't make up her own title? No, I like don't. I just,
0: every episode is just uh, Sophia's Choice of Golden Girls podcast, yeah, season four wife, episode yeah. whatever, Yeah, and then the title. Yeah. So. so you don't make up your own like oh. spin on Stan Takes a
2: Wife? No, there's, there's other like, podcasts that do a a life, that, or,
0: which I think like, is funny, but at the same time, if somebody was wanting to reference it, mm-hmm. then they would it's maybe confusing. have to listen to part of it or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it yeah. would get a little more complex. So, Gotcha. Right.
1: Now, what did you call our, uh, like, recap episode? Did you say recap? Yeah, season, season three? three recap. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, Enough, yeah, Brent see? does it again.
0: <laughs> 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 so. All right, well. Cool. Hello. Oh, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, um, next time I do a recap or whatever, mm-hmm. now that I know we have a listener who likes the uh, – the new kids on the block. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to try to find a way to work that in. Very nice. I did a whole Prince episode because Prince is My Idol was a listener for (laughs) one brief moment. (laughs) 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 Maybe they still are. They could be.
0: Prince My Idol may be a devoted listener, just not a vocal one.
2: Exactly. They're not on the socials or anything.
0: Or maybe they are and they're just uh, under a name they just haven't identified themselves as as being Prince is My Idol. So like, Prince Metal changed it to Angel ASIC. <laughs> okay, <you never> <laughs> so, um. Angel,
2: do you like Prince? Let us know. <laughs> who doesn't though, really? Yeah. But. Or anybody. Anybody out there who likes Prince. Mm-hmm. Stacy, um, Jennifer, mm-hmm. um Yeah. Mario. I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> CJ. Um, mm-hmm. Numi. Do you like Prince Numi?
1: I think she's actually said she does. Before. I think so. I um, think so. I can't remember I for sure though. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways. All right. So now are we ready? Yeah,
2: let's hear this title.
0: Okay.